Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hoop ballers. Let's talk about your balls. Yep, your balls and the area around them. Let's talk about manscaped.com. Go there and use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Use the promo code and go check out all the tools they have of trimming the hedges and taking care of your lawn. Like the Lawn Mower 3.0 with a built-in LED light to help you get into those dark dye crevices on the inner parts. Also, the Gooch. It is hard to get to the Gooch if you can't see it. So use the LED light with the anti-tugless technology on the Razor. Full, long battery life. Then check out the Weed Whacker. Bring that out of the shed Use it on your shrubs. Cut down what you need down to bare minimum if you need to. It's got a nice anti-tugless technology just like the Lawnmower 3.0. It's also got a lithium battery. And best news of all, these things are waterproof. So that way you can do it in the shower and take care of business in the cleanest way possible. Hoopball20 is the promo code that's going to get you free shipping as well as 20% off. I recommend using it. I recommend getting the complete care kit with your free shipping and your 20% off. Spend a little extra, get a lot more. There's a good care kit there for us gentlemen. Face scrub, shampoo, ball treatment, and the area that surrounds our balls. I believe there's even a pair of underwear in there for our balls. So yeah. That's going to conclude the talk about our balls. Now let's talk about bets. MyBookie.ag is where all the hoop ballers take care of their winnings and where we place all of our wagers that we post in our article in the wager pass, as well as our free plays and our Discord chats. Yes, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Let them know that we sent you. Hell, 
specifically type in my name. I want them to know. But most importantly, you got to let them know what podcast that is. And it is Today in Sports Betting. You let them know that we sent you. And then we, as a family, get to grow. And then we get to set you up to reap more benefits. And that is what's important to us because we are here to help you win money. And that is why we recommend my bookie. Their slogan is bet, win, get paid. And it's quite simply that easy. Use Bitcoin to get going. That's a high recommendation of VM Center at Vince Miracle, our guy. It's a recommendation of me. It's so easy. Dan Bespris, the podfather, Aaron Bruski, the godfather. They get in there. They get going with Bitcoin. They get their money in and out. And it's easy peasy. Who balls the promo code? Use that. Let them know that we sent you. MyBookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Now, as a podcast, we have your balls and your bets covered. And without further ado... We have today in sports betting. The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hoop ballers, welcome back. To another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington, or at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. You can find the show, the rest of the crew, the roster over at Hoopball Gaming. And then the motherboard, if you need some fantasy basketball offseason tidbits and nuggets of wisdom, follow at Hoopball Tweets or any of our team-specific coverage accounts. Now, once you do all that and you give us all the follows and all that good stuff, you go to hoop-ball.com, hoop-ball.com. You check out the website. Come for the free stuff. You know, this show is free. The articles that we publish, most of them, 98% of them on the website are free. And we are going to be pumping out all sorts of free and premium content for you every single day. And for the old, older listeners and the tried and true, you can attest to that. New listeners, thank you. Thank you for coming in. Welcome. And uh, today's show is going to be different. It's going to be new. It's going to be fresh. And it's something that I am very stoked for. The dynamic of highlighting the topic and the sport that we are going to be talking about today it's it's pretty interesting it's unique it's fun and I've got one of the best representators of said entity to come on and speak and discuss with me about the ins and the outs and the culture of the sport that we'll be discussing and if you've seen my twitter feed if you've been following me like you should be I think you kind of know where I'm going with this. And I made a couple little Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb drops throughout the week in the show. So with that being said, don't forget the sponsors and the promo codes. You're going to hear a pre-recorded segment. I know the mundane recording in the middle of the show, and you're going to get to get all the different information about what we can do for your balls and your bets with mybookie.ag and manscaped.com. So as a podcast, 
let me tell you, we've got your balls and your bets covered. It's in our best interests. I, I, I promise you that. So, okay. Without further ado, I want to introduce one Daniel Cohen at it's Daniel Cohen on Twitter. And that is C O H E N. And I, you know, I, I'm going to try not to spill all the beans here because A, I'm excited. B, I just want to go right into it. But long story short, Daniel is an analyst for the American Ultimate Disc League. I like to call it the Oddle because it just like sounds fun and it helps me have like an association word in my head or something whenever I'm browsing or looking through the website. But the AUDL.com is who he writes for. Pro ultimate disc stats and insights as well as breakdowns located in the wonderful Chicago, Illinois. And Dan, welcome to the show. And my first question is going to be North side or South side. First of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited you reached out. I, I love your excitement about the sport too, because I just, I get so excited when I hear other people excited about it because obviously it's a very niche thing uh so yeah like i i want to welcome you officially into the world of of ultimate and the udl i don't i do not say audl by the way i always spell it out with its letters audl but i don't know audl works it it almost rolls off the tongue a little too much for my liking so <laughs> um we can talk more about that later but to answer your question uh, i'm from the north side of Chicago, but I am a White Sox fan. I I, I knew there was a butt coming. I knew it. <laughs> I, knew, I knew we couldn't have the perfect guest on the show, but no. uh, no. well, like you, I'm a Midwesternite and I grew up in Oklahoma watching WGN and I watched a lot of White Sox and a lot of Cubs games and Frank Thomas. He, he oh, was yeah. one of my favorite hitters growing up, the, the big hurt. Is. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm not mad at you. And the White Sox are actually one of my favorite teams to keep up with as uh, Blake, my other baseball guy, and I handicapped the baseball season. So lots of injuries for the Sox this year, and it kind of sucks because they got some really great talent that I was excited for to see this year. Yeah, definitely a lot of promise. I feel like they're, you know, one of those team that's, teams that have been building for a few years. So it's, excited to, it's exciting to see their young players, uh, you know, really starting to stand out more. But also, I am by no means a baseball expert, so I would much prefer to talk ultimate, but I do I do have a soft spot for the White Sox, so I'm happy to talk spot. anytime. A sock oh. spot. There you go. <laughs> oh, we're starting off really strong. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Well, let's get into the AUDL and uh, just kind of like the inner workings of what goes on with this league and, you know, I've got some interview questions, the formal setting, hoop, all that, you know, we talked about offline and that I emailed over and all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I, I do like some nice just little ebb and flow banter and just kind of gelatinous substance when it comes to dialogue within my shows. So I, I just kind of want you to start ripping into something. I mean, like, what is the thing that you enjoy most about the AUDL? And, you know, you, you hit it on the head, niche. I mean, for sure, niche. And to me, it was so unique and stuck out to me that I had to get in on it. And it's, it's so exciting to watch is yeah. all I can say. Good stuff. I'm, I, again, I'm very excited. You're excited by it. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, 
it's a very highlight driven league and a, a very highlight driven sport. I mean, you, you compare some of the highlights that we, you know, get a ton of engagement on on social media, you compare those to other sports and everyone always seems very, very excited to see huge layouts, big skies, you get like three guys jumping up for the disc. And I think what makes it so exciting is just the nature of this sport. It's a, it's a disc that flies and hovers and sits. So like you can, you can have someone launch it 70 yards. It can hover just above the ground, just long enough for a guy to lay out full extension and make the catch. And it just, it, it manufactures highlights, like just the nature of the sport with that disc. Uh, I, I really think there's nothing else like it. So it's a very exciting thing to be a part of. I mean, yeah, that's probably my favorite part is just the flight of the disc. I think that is the kind of our, our point of differentiation between us and a lot of other sports and a lot of other leagues. I love the cross field kind of like, Oh yeah. Lasso slingshots, you know, say yes. a right, a right hander throws a f- uh, underhand shot you know, and then they get it to just hook back to like a, say if a receiver was running an out route and, you Uh know, they kind of just meet at the curvature of each other's, you know, momentum. Yeah. Oh, those are so pretty to watch. Yeah. When you just get the perfect curve on a disc all the way across the fields, Uh we call that what you're thinking of is called an outside in flick Mm. or forehand. That's Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, that throw that is thrown on the dominant side of the player's body. Um, and yeah, they can, it's, it's incredible how well these players can control that throw. Uh, you know, you just have to release it at the perfect angle with the perfect velocity, but they can hit guys in stride, like pretty effortlessly. It's very impressive to watch. You know, I've been doing some scrubbing and speaking of guys that just throw the disc ridiculously. Yeah. And uh, okay. So please forgive me and do not crucify me because, (laughs) you know, I'm still learning. Uh, His first name's Dylan. He is a 37 year old vet and people refer to him as the goat uh, in ultimate. And Mm -hmm. he throws some crazy discs. Uh, Yeah. Dylan Tunnell. Tunnell. Referring to. Yes. Yeah. He was a team. Yeah. yeah. Dylan Tunnell's story is super interesting. He, uh, was like pretty heavily involved with the AUDL for a couple of years. Um, and then in 2016, he actually won league MVP. So he was named like the best player in the league for that season. He played with the Atlanta hustle. Um, he was a longtime player in the club scene down there. And then he, he stopped playing after, I think he only played a couple of games, maybe in the 2017 season. And then we hadn't seen him in any AUDL action. And I think he was, pretty much taking a break from all of ultimate for a while hmm. until Friday last this past Friday night, basically Atlanta was going up to Boston to play an away game. They only had 19 players that could commit to going to the game and AUDL rosters or 20 man game day rosters. So they knew Dylan was living in Massachusetts. So the coach reached out to him. They were like, Hey, can we sign you and you'd play basically a one game contract what? With us this Friday? I, what? Yeah. And he said, sure. You know, he, I don't know how good of shape he was in. I mean, he's a firefighter, so I assume he stays in good shape year round. Um, but yeah, like not great ultimate shape specifically. I really don't think he'd played in a while, uh, especially with pandemic and everything like that. But yeah, he suited up uh, one particular throw he had in that game was like one of the most clutch throws of the year so far. 
I think it was all tied up like pretty late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It was a very back and forth point. Like there were a ton of turnovers and then he picked up the disc, maybe like 30 or 40 yards away from the end zone and just fired this beautiful outside in flick. Like we were just talking about up the right uh, side. Yeah. Up the right side. And the receiver had like two defenders trailing him by just barely, just by like a yard. Uh, and he just led him perfectly into that side of the end zone uh, for the go ahead goal. So that was incredibly exciting and even more so when you like understand the backstory of who who Dylan Tunnell was and is I knew there was a certain level of mysticism with him you know I knew he had (laughs) absolutely yes (laughs) this like goat status but like mystic goat like uh so that's kind of cool to now after the fact you know I was watching that game Friday and just kind of getting involved in the group chat just trying to learn a lot about your guys' sport and mm-hmm. a lot of talk about Tanel, and I wish I could remember the receiver's name that caught that because he ran a, he kind of gave a nice little, you know, shimmy fake to make it seem like he was going to seem up, you know, the middle yeah. of the field yeah, and yeah, yeah. kind of rolled off to the right. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, t- I believe, I think it was Brett Holzmeyer. I want to say it was okay, Brett that sounds that, that, that sounds familiar. But the yeah. fake that Tanell did before he yeah the hammer it, fake the hammer oh, fake yes beautiful yeah. yes yeah uh, that right. was, just like having <laughs> right having that veteran know how to like fake exactly what the mark the mark is the person guarding the thrower so like faking exactly what they think you're looking for and then freeing up that flick to the outside was just it was such a veteran savvy move it was I everyone was happy to see it it was a yeah. great time. Uh, I'll rapid fire two more names off because they're just kind of who stuck out yeah. to me being a novice here. Uh, and, uh, you know, so Orion Cable's a freak. Oh, and uh, Antoine Davis, obviously, being one of the more polarizing athletes for your league, uh, mm-hmm. from what I've heard, uh, just a really <laughs> overall just freak, like very balanced, can go up and yeah. Randy Moss people, but he can also sling it accurately and deadly. Uh, so yeah, I, I've seen some really interesting athletes, but Orion Cable, that kid is large. <laughs> he is so large. I'm such a big fan, not of, not just of his name, although I really want to take a moment to appreciate Orion yes. Cable and how cool of a sports name that is. Uh, but yeah, he's six, five, he's 20 years 20 old. 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just this young, I mean, he was a high school standout um in the Massachusetts area I'm pretty sure and yeah he's just he's just roofing people repeatedly uh on the AUDL field which is super exciting because he got he got so much hype from the team internally like when I would talk to people in their organization like Orion Cable's name would come up so much and I I don't think it was just because he has such a catchy name like he was repeatedly making highlights in practice uh and so seeing him easily translate that to you know game settings in the AUDL it's been very cool to watch yeah and then Antoine I can I can touch on Antoine too I mean he's just such an impressive athlete the Atlanta actually just added him this past offseason so he'd been playing in the Bay Area a couple years with San Francisco and San Jose he actually won a championship with San Francisco in 2017 um and yeah then made his way to Atlanta this past offseason and it's just been you know constantly working out he's in amazing shape he's extremely fast and yeah like you said he he's got hops he can throw he can run he can catch he is really the full package for them and I know the team is super excited to have him this year 
Absolutely. You know, one of the biggest things about, you know, a league like the AUDL um, or just hell, any kind of writing or content creation um, is like accessibility, right? And it's also important to have uh, credible content also. And this leads Mm -hmm. me into my first quote unquote structured question for you is, you know, making information and content accessible as well as credible is a good balance for a writer. And what I've noticed with your work, man, like I appreciate the accessibility that I was able to get on the players to watch for week two. Cause it was like, I learned, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so much. And I looked for some different things and uh, putting, you know, just different matchups and stuff into perspective and understanding the nuances of your guys's game. Uh, what what about your work makes it easy for you to create such fluid content? Yeah, well, first of all, I appreciate the kind words. I mean, I definitely try to try to hit that balance of accessible and credible with my writing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it just comes from really just being having been around the league for for now, you know, better part of two years. Uh, you really just start to learn the players and also learn you know, how, how people best respond to different articles you may write. Um, so like I personally, I, I remember when I was first getting interested in the league, I always want to know like who, who are the notable players on each team? Like who should I care about? Um, so, you know, one reason that went into me writing this players to watch article each week this season is, is just, you know, giving people sort of a good entry point into the league and, you know, trying to write in a digestible way where I, I know that I could be trying to, well, you know, it's that balance. Like I want to appeal to new fans that are, are trying to get into the league, but I also want to go in depth enough for existing fans to, you know, really take something new away from the writing. You don't want it just surface level, of course. Um, so that's another balance I've, I've been trying to do my best to strike. Um, and yeah, I think the, the key is just, sort of talking as as you would in other sports or as you see other sports writers do um, in that accessible way, trying to hit that middle ground. Getting it to be casual, but yet engaging and informative yeah. at the same time, I've found is just, you know, like don't be scared to throw little quirky jokes in there if you want. I mean, you're the yeah, only one sure. that's like laughing when you type it, but I mean, like, <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. Yeah, I think I feel like you can't take your writing too seriously. You kind of I like to write in a more conversational way. So like if I was like the way I just explained, you know, Antoine Davis and Orion Cable and Dylan Tunnell, like I feel like that that would be a very similar way that I would write about them. Now, maybe I would throw in a few more interesting stats to back up whatever I was saying. Um, But yeah, generally, you know, writing in a way that isn't, you know, too high level. Uh, and not using too too many high level terms also I think is important right right um now to segue into my next question because you just referenced it a little bit and that was you know kind of your arrival to the AUDL you know and just the kind of precursor events before that you know leading up to the wave of you you know joining this league as an analyst and such how you know Simple, simply put, you know, how did you arrive at becoming an analyst for this wonderful niche market slash network? Yeah, it's a it's a fun story. So I I always love hearing people's stories of like how they get into the sports industry and all that. Um, but I so I went to 
college at Washington University in St. Louis. I played on the B team there, the Ultimate Frisbee B team for all four years. Uh, and that's really when I fell in love with the sport. I'd had some exposure in high school, like we were talking before the show, played a few times in gym class. I did play pretty consistently with my older brother, like over the summers. Uh, there was a pickup group of his friends that would meet pretty regularly. So that was like my initial exposure. But yeah, once I got to college, joined the team, immediately fell in love with the sport and really kept at it those, those full four years. And it was kind of the defining part of my college experience, I would say. Um, and senior year rolled around. I, like many others, were looking for jobs. I had just gotten a job for that senior year fall, which was back in 2016. Fall of 2016, I got a job with Pro Football Focus. Are you familiar with Pro Football oh, Focus? Oh, absolutely. Duh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, great. So I, I was super into fantasy football. I still am super into fantasy football. Uh, no, and just drawn, drawn to football statistics. So I naturally thought like working for Pro Football Focus was kind of a short-term dream job of mine. Uh, and yeah, so I started working for them in 2016, collecting player data. And then when the end of my senior year was coming around, I was kind of wondering like, could like, does anything like this exist in the world of Ultimate? Is there any sort of advanced statistics collection taking place either at the league level or at local team levels? So what I did was I, I tracked down the GM of the local Chicago team, uh, knowing that I was probably just moving home after graduation. And I, I talked to him. This is the Chicago Wildfire. Uh -huh. They're now called the Chicago Union. Union. Uh, yeah. They rebranded re, re this offseason, but they used to be the Chicago Wildfire. And so, yeah, I reached out to the GM, basically asking about the stats position. Um, and we had a good conversation about it. Basically, I, you know, was way jumping the gun. Like, ultimate statistics are nowhere near the level of football statistics. And, like, just the, the idea of, like, focusing our energy on statistics right now just doesn't really make sense with you know teams still trying to just draw in a reliable fan base each game that is kind of the the focus of the league right now uh, I think long term obviously like statistics have a ton of room to grow but yeah back in 2017 no one was ready to, to really get into advanced statistics but they did offer me a role as a, a stats intern which I didn't end up doing that summer um, but I did end up starting to work for the Chicago team the following fall, which was, so this was like September of 2017. Yeah, September of 2017, started working with the Chicago team. I was in kind of like a marketing uh, game day operations role for them. And I did that for that season, the, the 2018 season. And then through that, uh, I got in touch with the league, like the owner of the Chicago team at the time floated my name out there to the league when they were looking for someone to hire. Uh, and that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. That was in January of 2019 that I started working for the league directly. Um, and yeah, it's been a, a wild ride ever since. Man, I love hearing that. Like, you know, I, I guess that's something that you and I both shared. Daniel is like, uh, and I'm assuming it's Daniel cause I, you're right around my age. So I always associate Dan, Danny's and Daniel's at certain, you know, uh, Wait, really, what is, what is your association with Dan? Hey, well, I'm, Danny. Not, I'm not going to call a newborn baby, Dan, like that's <laughs> kind of like, Oh, Danny okay. or a oh, little Daniel. No, I, I agree with that. Okay. So what's <laughs> the difference between Dan and Daniel for you? Like in terms of ages or, or life 
situation. I don't know. Shortened and abbreviated names are always weird for me because I, I go off of a, a selfish basis and my comfort level of how I'm addressing the person or how I think that they should <laughs> assumptively be uh, addressed. But yeah. I mean, also just kind of maybe who they are as a person, like uh, their personality mm. or whatever, you know, what it kind of. Yeah, someone can be more of a Daniel or more of a Dan. Sure. That's yeah. fair. You know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I always introduce myself as Daniel. That's something that has not changed mm-hmm. at, at any point in my life. Danny is the one name I'm not OK with. I'm very and- OK with Dan. Uh, in college, I think when I was introducing myself to people, almost everyone just automatically liked to shorten it to Dan. So yeah. I was pretty much Dan throughout college. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have a huge preference, but I, I introduced myself as Daniel. That's that's perfectly <laughs> good to call me that. Sure. Perfect. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> you, you know, my dev ever? <laughs> no, absolutely. Dev. Only my dad will uh, throw that in there. Hey, so uh, yeah, right. no, uh, I think dev's just like one of those weird, like if you call me that, it might tie some like, relationship sounding status to us so uh, <laughs> yeah that's fair. not a lot of that's my fair. friends in high school were calling me dev or you know <laughs> so it's a little too informal like it's definitely more of a jump than daniel to dan is yeah dev. yeah it's like no one goes around calling devon's dev like it's not like <laughs> right. a societal norm you know no yeah absolutely uh, but i guess to uh kind of finish my point is something similar between you and I and you know seeing that we're about the same age and uh again another assumption but uh you kind of talked about your college years and I did some math and uh yeah I I love hearing the journey you know I love I love the uniqueness of each person's experience and Mm -hmm. for you to go from pro football focus and by the way hey if you if hey you want to get in the league this year, buddy? Like if you if we need to create one, we can create a hoop ball one. We can we can mesh and blend the AUDL and hoop ball. We, hey, oh man, I love oh, winning boy. fantasy football. So uh, <laughs> just just letting you know, man. Okay, uh, no, it's good to know. Yes, but I don't know, man. You worked at PFF, so I might have to just taper it off and back <laughs> off a little bit. So I don't know. It's so hard, even with all those extra stats. It's fantasy football is like as much, you know luck and and circumstance and hoping your guys don't get injured right uh so you know i i do (laughs) i do have that statistics background but i don't know how much it has helped me sure i've noticed as a handicapper or a better you know for me we have the term paralysis by analysis and if i get too many tools in my tool belt then you know i can't reach any of my tools that i actually mean to grab so I try yeah. to stay away from the overabundance and over flooding amount of uh, information and data that's out there, even though I love it. Right. You know, it's another way mm-hmm. for me to be a junkie for sports. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I uh, was looking through the week three schedule and I just want to highlight a couple of games that as a newcomer to the sport, I think look exciting based off of what I've seen. And I kind of just want to get your opinion and maybe have you uh, dissect these games for us a little bit and tell us what to look out for and yeah. uh, just kind of highlight some guys and maybe some uh, some awesome storylines moving into week three, if that's cool with you. That's very cool with me. I would love to. Awesome. Awesome. So as I told you, I'm still trying to figure out my favorite team, and I feel like each day it changes because <laughs> I see – highlights or I yeah I interact so I've been you know interacting with some teams and players so it like you know it changes from time to time for me but sure 
you cannot say that there's a cooler sports name than the Minnesota Windchill. Oh yeah, they're they're uh, top top two in the league probably as far as team names go. And they're currently one and one in the Central Division. Mm-hmm. A pretty solid division. You know, Detroit has their issues, but they're early in the season. <laughs> uh, but based off of what I've seen, you know, very balanced teams, you know, one through four with Chicago, Indianapolis, Alley Cats, which I grew up in bowling alleys. And I almost went to a bowling university in Indiana. Uh, Indiana. So oh, wow. uh, the Alley Cats cool. are definitely a top tier runner for favorite Devon team for the AUDL. All right, nice. But uh, I kind of want to talk about this Madison and Minnesota game for Friday night, just based mm-hmm. off of what I've seen. Uh, these two teams are pretty balanced, but they do offer some decent defensive effort. Am I right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Did you watch uh, their week one game against each other in Madison? I, you know, I watched some of the highlights that the on the YouTube channel after everything uh-huh. came out, you know, because this was, I think, right around that time was whenever I was, like, latching on to you guys. Yeah, I mean, that was the start of the season, so that was yeah. a, a perfect time to latch on. Sure. Uh, yeah, so just for some context, Minnesota and Madison, first of all, Madison is, like, historically kind of the juggernaut of the Central Division. Okay. A, Previously, before 2019, they had made it to championship weekend every single season. Championship weekend is basically the AUDL's final four. So it's like the division winner of each of the four divisions will advance to this final four that's played on a separate neutral site. Um, And then the semifinals is one day, championship game is the next day. But yeah, Madison had been the representative from the central division every single year since their inception in 2013. Uh, So... When 2019 happened, and they had also carried into uh, 2019 this incredibly long home game divisional win streak. So, like, no divisional teams had beaten them at home, I'm pretty sure, since 2013. Wow. Uh, so they just had this monster streak. I mean, they have one of the best home crowds in, in all of Ultimate, like, in the world, I would say. Uh, they probably had about 1,200 fans at their home opener, um, which is, you know definitely the top end of the league they're just consistently getting you know around a thousand fans per game and madison is a very big ultimate town so with this home field advantage and plus the talent on their team good coaching they've just been able to put it together every year but then 2019 came around and minnesota went to madison and ended their divisional home game winning streak in like week six i think they pulled out a one goal win maybe 21 to 20 Super back and forth game, shocked the Madison crowd. Madison then went on to lose two more games at home from divisional opponents, which was like unheard of. And then they ultimately missed the playoffs outright for the first time ever in franchise history in 2019. So yeah, now 2021 comes around. They open their season against the Minnesota Windchill again in Madison at home and it looks like the Radicals have this game. I mean, it's a very back-and-forth game. Again, they're very evenly matched teams. Uh, Minnesota also finished 6-6 six and six in 2019. They had the same record. Um, so both teams were kind of in a similar spot coming into this year. But, yeah, like in the late in the fourth quarter, it was looking like Madison was holding on to one or two-goal lead, and just things didn't really fall the right way for them. And Minnesota ended up 
forcing overtime on a fourth quarter buzzer beater. Uh, and then they pulled out the win in overtime. Like, again, stunning the Madison crowd, which was, you know, as loud as ever, as loud as I've ever heard it. I was at the game. Um, and yeah, so now, now it's like Madison heading to Minnesota. They want that revenge. It's, it's, the stage is set for a very exciting rematch against these two teams, as it will every time they meet, I think. So it's, uh, it's going to be a battle for sure. And I think the, the added context definitely just makes it that more exciting. This is why I wanted to have you on, Daniel, man. This is the inside, like, you know. I feel like a historian. Right, yeah, yeah. You're, you're inundating us here into, yeah. the, into the bowels of the AUDL. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. Oh, um, it's so just that now. dominance that Madison has had over the Central Division. They sound like the comparison of the Packers, you know. And, yeah, um, basically. That, that's a really neat storyline. I, I did not know about their huge home dominance like that. You know, Minnesota mm-hmm. being to it's like kind of seemingly to be their kryptonite as of late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad I picked a decent game to start with. <laughs> <laughs> you picked a great game. And yeah, I will, I will add that Madison historically is known probably more so than any other AUDL team as a very defensive dominant team. They throw a zone defense that has kind of become AUDL and maybe like across the ultimate world famous, uh, where, you know, they, they have this, this consistent zone that just messes teams up and they, they won a championship in 2018. Uh, they defeated Dallas, who is also just a perennial amazing team. That's Which Dallas amazing. turned around and won in 2019, right? No. So they actually made it to the championship game again in 2019, but lost to the New York empire. So empire. Dallas won, they won in 2016. That was their first year in the league. Okay. Since then, they, they lost in the semifinals in 2017. Then they made it to the championship game each of 2018 and 2019 and lost and were the runner-ups both those years. So Ooh. they're, I, you know, they're obviously right there as a team. They consistently have one of the strongest rosters. But, um, yeah, anyway, Madison Madison's zone defense, definitely um, something to watch for. And then also just more generally about them, this is very much kind of a – rebuilding year for them that we haven't seen in years past like they had a lot of veterans that were kind of aging out of the team over the past couple of years and a lot retired um, a couple actually went to the Chicago team and are playing for them this year so it's very much like a, a relatively new and inexperienced Madison roster but still the same coach head coach Tim DeBile has been there since the beginning and you know he's kind of created this culture and zone defense where you know they're they're never going to be out of the game they're always going to be in it I uh was just um well I'm glad you said like everything you just said because (laughs) I remember all the I remember now exactly the ending of that Madisota or Madisota wow Madison it just that Madisota game you know uh sounded too good yeah it sounds really northerner uh ish so uh, yeah. No, joking aside, the the ending, I remember it now. Uh, I can remember the game-winning catch taking place in the middle, back part yeah. of the end zone. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember that highlight now. And then to kind of piggyback on multiple other things that you just said, but the three-piece that of new additions that Chicago added, I remember seeing those three new additions kind of gel 
uh, in week two, if I remember right. Uh, yeah. He had a yeah. pretty decent showing. Uh, throwing yeah, Chicago. Stats. I'm sorry? Uh, throwing and receiving yards. You know, those three guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Definitely. I mean, Chicago has so many exciting new pieces. Yeah, the two guys from Madison, Pat Shrywise and Peter Graffy. They are like, you know, two of the best players in Madison Radicals history. Uh, they're AUDL legends. You know, if you look at the career stats leaders, I think Peter Graffy is maybe the only player in history to get to the 150 assist, 150 goal, and 150 block mark. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. So he is just, I, he was kind of like their safety in the zone for so many years and would just rack up blocks. So yeah, he's kind of the leader of the Chicago defense at this point. And Pat Shrywise is like about as sure-handed and, and uh, you know, both as a receiver and a thrower um, as a guy you can get on offense. I, I yeah. think he's just like one of the most reliable veterans in the league. And yeah, both of them have slotted in very nicely to the Chicago team. Absolutely. Man, I'm stoked for week three. I want to watch some action now. Me I too. <laughs> I know. We got a bunch of Friday night games this week. I, yeah, I that's what I'm looking fr- at. There's five or so uh-huh. on Friday. And I, I was so I was gonna bring up one more of those Friday night games if you don't mind, and uh, yeah, I, I want to hear you kind of pick one and just let like re- you know talk about a game that you're excited for later in the weekend. Uh, sure. So we talked about Dallas being a newer team back in 2016. Boston, the you know the glory, they, they're a newer they're a new team this year, right? Or were yeah. they supposed to be a new team last year, but COVID happened? Correct. Yeah. Okay. 2020 would have been their inaugural season, but right. yeah, because of COVID, this is their, this is the first time we're seeing them. Yeah. So they're taking on the breeze. And I think, again, I watched the Atlanta Boston game and yeah. uh, based off what I've seen, I think this is another fun, exciting one to watch grabbing the attention of a new viewer of the sport kind of stuck out to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Boston has, been a very pleasant surprise early in the season through just their first two games. But yeah, I mean, week one, they played Pittsburgh, who was a playoff team in 2019. Uh, they were in the Central Division Championship, ultimately lost to Indianapolis. But Boston went to Pittsburgh in week one and beat them very easily. I think it was 29 to 21. Yeah, it just seemed like they were clicking offensively, defensively. At one point, I think they had... I don't know, like five breaks in a row. Uh, a break, by the way, is is when, so like the pulling team, which is like the kickoff in ultimate, they start the point on defense because you throw to the other team. And a break is when, despite starting on defense, you score that point. That's called a, a break. Oh, so like the defense wow. got a break or the offense was broken at that point. So I mean, those are like, those can often swing momentum uh, in huge ways, especially stringing a lot of them together. I was about to say, that's like, you said five in a row. I mean, that's like a 10-goal swing right there. <laughs> right, yeah. right. It's a very significant, especially in a sport like Ultimate, where it's kind of expected that the offensive score, the offense scores more often than not. Uh, so, you know, if an offense is scoring on like 60% of their points, um, you know, that's honestly like a little low. I think like the sure. best offenses or in the best games, they might score on 70 to 85% of their points. Um, so yeah, Boston's defense just came out. They got a lot of blocks and they were converting those turnovers into scores. And then last week, that game you watched Boston, Atlanta, I really thought Boston kind of just blew it in the fourth quarter. They, it's, it felt like their game 
Uh, they played super well. I think they were up by two after three quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it really just kind of felt like their offense just started making more unforced errors, more mistakes. And the hustle through the zone defense at them that Boston just couldn't quite figure it out. Uh, so, yeah, they kind of just ran out of steam. But I'm super excited to see them play D.C. Because D.C. is coming off a really great one-goal win over Raleigh. Right. Yeah. Is another perennial just top five team. It's basically always been them and Dallas coming out of that South division. Now, now we have the Atlantic division. So uh-huh. we have a lot of new teams playing each other. Um, but yeah, DC and Raleigh, they've historically had great battles. I'm pretty sure every single one of their games has been decided by one goal. Cause they, they played once before in 2017, Raleigh won that one. DC beat them in 2018 uh, 2019, they didn't play because they weren't in the same division. And then this year, yeah, I think that it's it's really setting the stage for for an exciting Atlantic division in general. Like between Raleigh, DC, Boston, we haven't even talked about New York, uh, sure. but yeah, and Atlanta. Like these are all teams that are going to be battling it out for playoff spots all season. So I mean, it's pretty shocking that Raleigh is zero and two to start the year. Would you say? Very shocking. Yeah, yeah. They they've won ten games each of their last four seasons, I think. Wow. Uh, so they're yeah, they're constantly like in the top two of their division. Um, they made it to championship weekend for the first and only time back in 2015, which was their inaugural season. Oh, wow. And then since since then, so 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, they did not make the championship weekend because Dallas had basically been in their way each of those years. The past three South Division championships, uh, so 2017 to 2019, all three of those were Dallas beating Raleigh to go to championship weekend. Oh my but, God. Now, but now Dallas is out of the division. They moved to the West division this year and we have this new Atlantic division. This restructuring happened because Boston joined. So like we had to rearrange some teams. Uh, so they, the, basically the Texas teams, Austin, Dallas moved out to the West division where they're playing the California teams and Seattle. Um, and yeah, instead Boston joined the East and this Atlantic division was formed but anyway, basically separated Raleigh and Dallas, who've had this this budding rivalry, and not even budding, like very established rivalry over the past few years. But Raleigh has just never gotten the better of Dallas. So when Dallas left, everyone was thinking like, oh, you know, finally, it's going to be Raleigh's time to shine. But here we are, and they're starting the season 0-2 with two one-goal losses. Right, so, right. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, the, like I said, the Atlantic division is just going to be a roller coaster this year. I don't think Raleigh is going to stay at the bottom of the division by any means. I think they have as good a shot of, of winning, you know, five games in a row as anyone in that division. Like they can, they can go on a streak. They still have a ton of talent. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a, an exciting time to watch. Man, can it be Friday already? <laughs> I, I know, wish, man. I, I know we're we're due. We're due for a Friday. This is, you know, when I I am not joking, Daniel. This is I haven't had this like uh, rush for a new thing in like quite some time. You know, <laughs> that's so cool. I'm it's, glad. It's just such a unique sport, and the team names, the team colors, the way the whole league interacts with its followers. You know, you can tell that yeah. you guys are established, 
but you're not too big and you want to grow so, so much more. And it's important for the players and for everyone else involved in this sport. So uh, Absolutely. talk to me about a game that you cannot wait to do a write-up on or put into an article or say like a couple of players or a, a core unit or something that you're looking to to really push through or just just fill us with some gracious AUDL nuggets, would you, Daniel? <laughs> I will, happily. Uh, all right, if I can only pick one game, I think I got to go with it's a little it's a little off the beaten path, or it may have seemed so, but I'm going to go with Los Angeles and Austin. Uh, so basically, the Austin Soul and Los Angeles Aviators, they met – uh, in an interdivisional game in 2018, I believe. The game ended like in probably the, one of the most exciting endings to an ultimate game ever, where basically it was a tie game. The soul had the disc with, you know, probably less than 20 seconds left in the possession. So like enough time to advance it up, but it, like, it was going to be a buzzer beater opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they throw up this prayer from like 40 yards out and one of the sole players, Kyle Henke, who has since moved and changed teams to the Dallas Roughnecks. He comes in from seemingly out of nowhere, timing his jump perfectly and laying out like in front. So like coming across the end zone, laying out in front of like this pack of players that were either trying to swap the disc or catch the disc. Uh, and he caught it for the game winning score. And then, you know, crowd went wild. The team all rushed out onto the field. And that was a game of the week for the AUDL, meaning like that was our national broadcast for that week. So it was just like the stage was, you know, just set for an exciting finish and and we got it. And we've used that highlight many, many times. Would highly recommend looking it up on YouTube when you get a chance. Um, So, yeah, this is their first meeting since that game. And what's super interesting about Austin this year is they came into the season like, basically Dallas robbed them of maybe their top five players from 2019. They all left to play for the Dallas Roughnecks this year, who might I remind you, were just coming off a championship game appearance in 2019. So it's not like Dallas needed the help. They already had a super talented, super deep roster, but they just added like the top end of this Austin soul team. And then last week happened and Austin and Dallas played for the first time this season. Actually, the first time they played was opening weekend. The game got rain delayed and then ultimately canceled after only playing two points. Um, but Austin and Dallas met again this past weekend. And Austin pulled out a one-goal win over Dallas, shocking the entire ADL world, uh, basically messing up anyone's prediction of how that West Division was going to play out. And the Austin Soul find themselves at 1-0, top of the West Division. Meanwhile, Los Angeles, they just took down the San Diego Growlers, who they have like this, you know, really exciting SoCal rivalry where every single game they play always seems to be decided by like, you know, just a few goals at most. Uh, And the Growlers beat LA by three in week one. And then LA went to San Diego and beat the Growlers in San Diego. And San Diego is a team that has also added all of these new pieces over the offseason. So, like, San Diego and Dallas were basically 
you know, shoe-ins for the two playoff spots in the West before the season. I mean, we were all thinking, like, these were already really good teams. They just added a bunch more good players. And San Diego, by the way, was also at championship weekend in 2019. So, like, this is these are two final four teams from a year ago, or two years ago now. Uh, both added a bunch of players. And, yeah, it seemed like everyone else in the West Division was just going to be so far behind them. But now we find ourselves with Los Angeles, who just upset San Diego, and Austin, who just upset Dallas, and now they're taking each other on. So I feel like both of these teams should definitely be in the playoff conversation, at least based on what we've seen through two weeks of the season. Uh, so it's, it's shaking up to be, I'm, I'm going to say it, Devin, it's shaking up to be a wild west this year. <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, that's the only way it can be. Um... I know, it does. But I didn't think it would until, you know, Saturday happened. And then Sunday was when L.A. beat San Diego. So, yeah, it's all very recent. I want to ask you, uh, for me and the listeners alike, I got my pen at the ready and my, you know, legal pad right here. Yeah. Give us, uh, for Los Angeles and Austin, maybe on each side, you know, one player that we should peel our eyes to or one player for each team that you think will have a heavy impact on this game. Sure. So for Los Angeles, it's Sean McDougal. Okay. Sean McDougal was their 2019 All-Star and is just such a great all-around player, super fast, can get downfield, can also take control of the offense when his team needs it. He is just kind of the the ideal prototypical offensive player you want on your team. Uh, you know, can jump, very good athlete. And then for Austin, I would say Evan Swiatek, who is in his first year with the Soul, but was named captain before the season. So he was a first-year member of the team, first-year captain. And I, like just talking to, to the team in the offseason, they were all really excited about him, really impressed by him in practice. You know, a guy I kept hearing about but knew nothing about because we hadn't seen him in any AUDL action, as far as I know. So he came out, I think he threw maybe three or four assists through and scored three or four goals in that game over Dallas and just felt like sort of their, their de facto offensive leader and really, really stepped into that role. Well, and I, I'm excited to see how the season plays out for him. I think he's, he's got an opportunity to be, you know, their most impactful offensive player throughout the season. Man, I love it. I love the deep dives and the deep <laughs> takes and the learning and, so yeah. that's what well, excites me a lot about the AUDL is the fact that it's new to me and I get to just learn and learn and learn and learn. Yeah. I remember my, my excitement when I start, first started following the league, I would like, I was going back watching all of the game of the weeks from I think 2018. Uh, they had them up on the website. They had all the links. So I would like click on a game uh, and do this just periodically throughout my week. Then I would load up the rosters on like a different tab uh, for both teams and just like, just like try to commit to memory, like as many notable names as I could and like notice who was putting up numbers, who was scoring all the goals and just trying to, you know, just consume all of this content at once. Uh, and yeah, it's super exciting. I'm glad you're getting into it. I, like I said, I, I feed off of that. So well, I'm glad to hear that, man. And I'm I'm definitely here for it. And I'm here to support the AUDL for whatever weight that carries. I mean, we're we're That's a great awesome. we're a great podcast and a great website network and all. And uh, but you know, 
like we just love the fact that we can find this new not new i mean because y'all y'all have been dedicated to this for quite some time but you know just Mm -hmm. this market that deserves to be highlighted and an exciting product like what you guys have i think definitely has room in you know the betting arena and you know one of our Mm discuss our our first discussion before we even got you in agreement with coming on the show daniel was the fact that we had to make sure that you know, just like with your role with the league and the whole betting thing and like how, you know, there's still a freshness to that whole dynamic, A, for the country mm-hmm. in, in general, but, you know, just for right. the, the league itself. And I was doing some digging and look, the AUDL has gotten signed up, you know, to have their games be bet on with two different sports books. So that is phenomenal waves of movement for your guys' league. And I cannot wait until it's officially in sports books <laughs> to bet on because I'm enjoying yeah. making picks on tally site already. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely an exciting opportunity for the league. I think sort of as as betting and sports betting has grown in the country, like it's kind of a, a cool opportunity for the league to grow with it uh, and for someone to, uh, you know, take a chance on the league and, and start listing our games. I think a lot of people will will be wanting to participate, especially as the league continues to grow. Well, absolutely huge news. You know, you guys, the league, the UDL signed the deal with uh, Fox Sports uh, for the mm-hmm. TV deal. Huge news yeah. there. The books are recognizing you guys. And hell, man, you guys got DraftKings, you know, sponsoring <laughs> y'all's, y'all's games and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, we're trending hey, upward. Yes, the it's, a good, it's a good time to start being an AUDL fan. You timed it very well, Evan. Well, it just fell in my lap, honestly, man. I, I honestly don't remember. It, it was a tweet that came across somewhere. Like, it was just uh-huh. something on my feed, a highlight maybe. I I, I honestly don't remember. And then Probably I really, a highlight. It had to have been. And, yeah. you know, I re-clicked in my brain, you know, because I had – you know, I knew there was professional ultimate – leagues i mean there's there's professional leagues for lots of stuff but yeah 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 then i started seeing like the team's twitters and like the colors and the logos and i'm like oh shit this is uh it's a whole world yeah it's a whole thing and i grew up as a bowler right so yeah i understand niche communities and i understand uh you you know for example like i was an all-state high school bowler and i went in bolden college so like okay it's it's very very synonymous to ultimate and i think that's why it's got a special uh enlarged spot in my open heart so yeah that's awesome well we're we're happy to have you and i'm I'm just glad you discovered us i think that's awesome um i think honestly i just figured out the conundrum it was tally site you know our affiliate that we make picks on and uh, i saw that they added you know the audl they tweeted it out i went oh that's right yeah yeah so Uh Thank you, Tally Site, which they are such good friends of the show, and we love them so much. Mike is on yeah. all the time, and uh, we love the networking. That's that's pretty much where I'll leave that. So good stuff. Yeah, Dan, shout out to Tally Site. Absolutely. Yes, Daniel. I you know I could have you on here for another hour plus. <laughs> I, I, I could you, I, I could go on so long. Yeah, I mean well, I, hey, I, I already felt like I rambled so much, but yes. <laughs> We're only scratching the surface. I, I asked you to, and if uh, my my boss and the file size and all that good stuff would allow it, we yeah, would yeah. JRR Tolkien this up, and uh, we would just 
do multiple parts. I mean, you're going to be back on the show regardless, but I, I'm making that co- come to fruition. I, I've got to get more Sounds AUDL good. updates and insights yeah. from you throughout the season. And, uh, Anytime. you know, would love to establish a relationship with Hootball and with the league. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just, like I said, it was an honor to do some content with you and have you on. And I want to also reiterate and highlight to the listeners exactly where to find you. Uh, you know, I've been kind of looking for an article of yours. Uh, I know there's always the Tuesday toss. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I want to find more of your work. So let us know the schedule that you got upcoming for this week, leading into week three. And once again, the Twitter handle is it's Daniel Cohen. That's right. Yeah. So this week, I mean, throughout the season, I'll be writing two weekly articles. I'll be doing a a players to watch article each week where I'll list seven players to watch in that weekend slate of games. And then also the, the Friday game that will be broadcast through DraftKings on their YouTube and Twitch channels. I will be writing a, a preview article for those games as well. So those, those will both probably go up most of the time on Thursday nights uh potentially friday mornings but yeah they'll be there before the games hit that week for sure perfect well i'm looking forward to it i'll give it a couple glances over i'll have my legal (laughs) pad and uh but hey thanks again for making the time to jump on and talk this exciting league that's you know i'm speaking it into existence you guys are about to pick up some major steam and i'm here for it bud I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. This was, this was a great time. I'm happy to come back whenever. Absolutely, bud. Well, don't say that. I'll try to bug you every day or every week to get you on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'll be careful. With that Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listeners, you know where to find him now. If not, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll get you there. DM me directly. But again, it's at Daniel Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. He writes for the AUDL. Go to theaudl.com. And get in on this exciting league. You got divisions. You got exciting teams. You got phenomenal talent. You got to check them out. Don't forget to follow us as a show. Don't forget to go to our website also, hoop-ball.com. And then in closing, as always, I am sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. Make sure to be safe out there today. Be kind. Do something nice for someone, and let's have a day. Today in Sports Betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save